Just another stupid podcast. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boom. That was an echoey effect. Fancy effect. Yes. Episode 22, Dosy Dos. Dosy Dos. The double dose. Double, double dose. The <laughs> double douche. <laughs> A little bit of new order. Yeah. Bam. Last time we talked about video games. And now we're going to talk about a movie about video games. <laughs> <laughs> so very true. Uh, quite true. Not you, Jared. The music. Oh. You tube. I was like, I was like, what did I do? Sorry, didn't mean to hurt feelings, man. Let's hug it out. What did I do? I was oh. enjoying the music. Let's hug it out. Come on. No. <laughs> Ready Player One. Ready Player One. No. Book about video games, which is now a movie about video games, which is it, that you watch about video games. <laughs> 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 which has a video game in it with other video games. It does. Yep. Has a lot of video games in it. <clears throat> and, it a, and a lot of that a lot of that <coughs> sponsor bullshwack. What? Blizzard. Blizzard. Freaking Tracer showed up three you, times. All right, if you didn't okay. expect there to be well-known video games in this thing. Well, no, I expected to the see very a little bit scene, of everything. The okay. very first and scene of the Oasis is Minecraft up. World. That's true, <laughs> which was hilarious. Which was the biggest waste of time world there was in that whole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> It only took him 10 seconds to fly through it. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that 10 seconds Which? took 5 million hours to make. <laughs> <laughs> that was creative mode. It took him a month. Oh. Uh, anyway. All right. So, so yeah, I, already, I, I, jumped, I jumped headlong into it. So yeah, you went back way. Up. You went like 35 minutes into the podcast. Oops. Can't get to the Easter Reverse. Yet. Let me jump in the DeLorean and take it back. Yeah, I was about to no. say there's, there's a DeLorean. We can go whichever way we want to. Exactly. There's a DeLorean. I'm driving. Where we're going, we don't need any roads. No, it's got a talking computer inside of it too. Well, all no, right. It's got kid on board. Yes. So, so non-spoiler. Non-spoiler. Let's let's, yes. let's go for it. Non-spoilers for like a couple really? minutes. Oh, Just a couple God. minutes. Non-spoilers for as long as we can last, <laughs> which is not going to be very long. <laughs> okay, I'll Speak go. For yourself. I'll go first. Oh. Okay, so I will go first as far as non-spoiler-rific review. Go. Um, I did read the book. The book is heavy on nostalgia because it's a character mm-hmm. about a character's life who loves the 80s and makes a virtual world. We kind of have VR in our world now. Nothing like this. Though. But this is like every single... It'd be like the internet is VR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's kind of a yeah. good way to look this at it. This guy ends up becoming like the Steve Jobs of the online virtual world yeah he's the creator so he dies and leaves basically a game that you have to figure out there's like no rules there's it's just like you get you get control of the oasis which is the Mm -hmm. vr world and that's the game and nobody can figure it out so the book and the movie share that that's about it um (laughs) they did change a lot of things this is hard without spoilers it is um because you you don't want to spoil the book and you don't want to spoil the movie no and and we will we will (laughs) a little at least we will um, For now, this is interesting because Ernest Klein is the author of the book. Yeah. He's from Columbus area. Yeah. Like, oh, how? Yeah, I can't remember how old the book is. It's been around like ten, fifteen years, I think. Two thousand eleven, I think. Oh, it's not that new, is it? I Joe, is it, it that new? You've read read the book? 
Yeah, I read the book too. I'm trying to find it right now. It's on one of my bookcases. I'll okay. tell you when it came out. You do that. It's not that old though. It's only been out for a couple of years. Oh, well, maybe it is 2011. Okay. So let's see here. Multiplayer fun. I will yeah. say the good thing about the book and the movie is that August 16, 2011. Original published. Wow. Okay. Yep, 2011. Man, I feel like I read it that year. <laughs> Maybe you did. Maybe I did. I don't know. Ernest? Yeah, because you're the one that told me about it, right? I thought you told me about it. Oh, whatever. Either I way. I don't know. Either way. It's a good Whichever book. Whichever way it was, one of us was like, oh my holy crap, you've got to read this book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the book is very good. It's obviously going to be very different than the movie because the movie has to have a movie pace and lots of shinies. But it's good. It is a fun movie. It is a fast-paced movie. It's a heavy animation, heavy CGI, but does not have the fatigue that I like to talk about with, like, Transformers. You know, that kind of just, dear God, oversaturation. Yeah, it's done so well. Uh, It's definitely heavy on nostalgia. You know, it's not a super deep plot or anything like that. It's just a no, fun, fun yeah. good, fun movie. There's no really big twist. Well, well, one. There's a couple. Yes. And it definitely has rewatchability because there's so much oh. crap to look at in every single scene. You, you will not catch every every reference and every mm, no. you know little Easter egg. That's gonna first. be that's gonna be somebody going back and watching it. Yeah, pausing yeah. and look at looking at it. Yeah, at what, a scene. What can I look here? What just I look to here? see what's in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I can't well, wait for it, it to come it, out on DVD. To, to speak on that real quick, I I read an article earlier today. Um, it just popped up on one of my little feeds, so I read it. Apparently, there's so much stuff that got put in there that they they initially had a process that Steven Spielberg didn't want certain things to be put in there, and other people were like. Like some of the developers and some of the animators and stuff like that, people were like legitimately hiding their own Easter eggs within the movie. <laughs> so it, it wasn't great. even until like post production when they were going through and watching it that they were like, "Wait a minute, that wasn't supposed to be in there. Why right. is that in there?" Well, it, it, it's, it's totally, <laughs> totally the spirit of the old video game developers. Yeah, oh, yeah no, definitely. it's it was it's great, they but apparently like. St- they're still trying to figure out how many Easter eggs are in the movie because they (laughs) have like the official list of ones that they were supposed to be in there. Yeah. But now they're finding out and they're going scene (laughs) by scene now, like still by still trying to search them all out because apparently the animators and everybody that was involved in the process that had the ability to do it was just putting things in there just because, which I think is fantastic. (laughs) It is. Yeah. I've seen lists because I was looking for a list in case we play a game. I've seen lists of like anywhere Shall from we like play a game. <laughs> that that's in the book, not the movie. I know it's okay. Yeah, there's lists of like anywhere from like 130 to over 200. Yeah, I think people are going back and finding all kinds of stuff. Well, and I had heard that Spielberg didn't want his stuff. He was he was very really? that was the other part of this yeah. article is like he was really reluctant he didn't want to put a lot of his own things in there. Well, I can understand that because then he would because be like people he, would he think didn't want that... people to think that he was right. writing a love letter to himself. Right. Yeah, but, but then, you know, the so people, the much pop culture working, is the people Spielberg. that were working for Spielberg were like, dude, you are the eighties. Yes. <laughs> well, in the like, I mean, and the nineties, yeah. Jurassic Park was the nineties. Yeah. Okay. Dana. Mm-hmm. Dana. Jared. Non-spoiler. Jared. Dana. Good. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, it's fun. Go it's watch good. it. It's, yeah, yeah. Especially if you can get if you if you're like balking at paying full price for it, go to a matinee. But it is a fun movie, it really is. It's and and definitely worth it on the big screen. I've seen it twice. I want to see it again. <laughs> if that tells you anything, 
Did you see anything the second time? You didn't see the first time? Uh, I caught a few things. Okay. Off the top of my head, I can't remember those. No spoilers. But did did yeah. you see Tracer? I yeah. could, oh, I saw her the first time. I can say Tracer because she was in the trailer. Yeah. Yes. Because we all were like, and oh, she wow. she was in the movie three times. It, the movie takes place in 2045, so you're going to have some stuff. <laughs> Tracer's well, yeah. pretty popular now, so but, um, I assume she's going to be around for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't really go into it until... Yeah. Well, into are, my gripes with Blizzard until we get into Square. There are party. characters <laughs> from Blizzard created in the 90s that I are know. still popular today. So translate that to characters they've created today could be popular in 20, 30 years. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, go see it. So time. No, I read the book as well. Um, and I was forewarned before going in there that they they changed it quite a lot from the book. So, but I also had heard from people that have read the book that it was still very good, that they, they did a really good job on it. It's still a very enjoyable movie, and I agree. Um, yeah. You know, the uh, non-spoiler, like right off the jump, you see major differences between the book and the movie. Oh, totally. But the way that they, the way that they fleshed it out and the way that they had the movie run, in the grand scheme of things, I think they probably made a good decision by doing that because the book is like – hardcore nerd right like some of the references within the book most people in like the general public would not get so the movie would probably be like what the hell is this even about to them the fact that they went like they went big and did like very recognizable things i think yeah. helps the movie out honestly a good analogy is is if you take the original uh if you take the lord of the rings book compared to the first movie there was definitely some things changed but you had to do that for a movie yeah for uh, to, yeah. just to, for the pacing of the movie, there were some liberties taken with a few um, elements of characters and storyline and whatnot, and maybe some hardcore fans got a little triggered by that. But you know, overall, I think the movie's success speaks for itself. Yeah, had it's, it been in the format of the book, oh my, it would be like a six-hour <laughs> movie. Well, it wouldn't be a movie. It would have to be like a miniseries or a TV yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They made The Hobbit into seven hours worth of movie. So yeah. <laughs> that one they did the opposite; they stretched it out. But yeah, yep. yeah, that, yeah. Anyway, but going back to Ready Player One, so yeah, I think the, the changes that they made for the adaptation to the movie. Normally, when they do that, because I'm 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 that douchey guy that's like, well, I read the book and the book is better. <laughs> and the book and is normally it better. is, yeah. Because normally there's there's a lot of things in books that you you can't translate to the screen unless, mm-hmm. like it was said, you make a damn miniseries. You know, right. Uh, one of the closest adaptations I can think of off the top of my head was The Stand, and that's almost a seven-hour-long movie. It is, and they still missed they still missed a lot of stuff. But that's a really yeah. well done one. Yeah. But you know, they, they had the author involved in the writing of the screenplay. Ernest Klein was involved right. in the project, yep. yeah. and how they translated it from the book onto the screen, it to me, it didn't lose any of its magic at all. No. It's it it's I can enjoy them separately now, and it's like I got to double my pleasure and double my fun. Yeah, there's yeah. a little flashback. For you, so. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I well, liked and, it and a it, lot. And I, it, I, the I movie to go see it again this weekend. The book definitely appeals to you if you grew up in the late '70s, early '80s, all the way through the yeah. '80s. There's just tons of '80s references, pop culture, and, and video games, and otherwise. But then it also appeals to the same like the same demographic of kids that are that age now who grew up, you know, in the nineties and early two thousands who are maybe 15 years old now and remember all these great characters and things. And, and so it, I think it appeals to, to both audiences quite a bit. Absolutely. In the movie. Oh yeah. Just don't get the audio book, right Dana? 
I I purposely didn't mention that. <laughs> I downloaded the audiobook of this of this of Ready Player One and it's in four parts. I listened to the first part, which is four hours long, and it's Will Wheaton reading in the most obnoxious, monotone, smarmy ass voice. So you mean his regular voice? His regular voice. No, it, he, doesn't, he didn't change it at all for like different characters. You know, who, some some people Wheaton? when they read uh, for audiobooks, they'll change their inflections or they'll change oh, the yeah. way they speak for certain characters, which makes it a little more interesting. He doesn't do any of that. It's just him talking like this all the way through. And I, I put it down. I, I said, I will get through this first part, and then I will decide then if I'm going to listen anymore. And when I turned it off, I was like, I'll go back to this, but it's going to be a while. Mm. And I have since decided, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Get used to disappointment. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, he got paid for it. He doesn't he care. Whatever. That's what he is. I, I think it would be cool if, if uh, they had somebody else, somebody else record the book. I'll do it. You'll do it. You'll change voices. Yeah. Artemis will be a Scots girl. A wee lass <laughs> from the Highlands of Scotland. She's definitely not Scottish. No. <laughs> In the book, nor the movie. That's about as much as I can say without spoiling anything. Spoiler. All right. Go see it. It's fun. Hey, did, did anybody see it in 3D or IMAX or no. any of that stuff? No. No. I, no? Yeah. No. I saw it on a regular screen myself. I but wear I wear one pair of glasses actually, This already. one was actually filmed in IMAX, so. Oh wow. I'm 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 half tempted to go check it out on IMAX this weekend just because it's such a spectacle visually. IMAX I could watch. 3D no. I don't no, even think no, like I would I, would, I uh, seriously think I would throw up if I watched this one in 3D. I don't <laughs> so yeah. much. It's too much. I don't think I don't think our theater. I don't think they have, even have the 3D theaters anymore. I think they get rid of them all. Yeah, I I don't, I don't think it. I don't even think it. But it was filmed in a for IMAX specifically filmed in IMAX. Nice. I saw because I I waited through the credits to see if there's any, any kind of end credit scene. Is, um, and I'm that, surprised. Uh... I'm honestly surprised that there wasn't. Um, I know it's not a Marvel movie, but it just seems like that would have fit really well with the whole theme. How many millimeters but... is that for for IMAX? That 72 millimeter. What is that? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They filmed Dunkirk for in, in 72 millimeter or whatever it is for for IMAX. Yeah. Who was in Dunkirk? That was in Ready Player One. Uh, why you did this? <laughs> I can't. Why you did this? Mark Rylance. Who's I don't know who that is. Guy who plays Holiday. Yeah, he's the father oh. on the boat. Yeah. Oh, it's true. He is. He is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Spielberg introduced that. Mark Rylance. To the big audience in the nice. uh, Bridge of Spies, I think it was. What, you mean the one with uh, Bridge of Spies? Tom Hanks? I don't know. Oh, that's a good movie. It's a real good movie. I liked that one. What he was, was in that one, too. Yeah, what, that's what I'm saying. It? He was the spy. Stop waiting. It's a good movie. So Jared, Jared just handed out Cadbury eggs. Sorry for all So this show is about eggs. to get a lot more unprofessional. <laughs> so let's play that. Can we play the spoiler sound? Play it. Play yes, it. Please. Alert. 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 He just likes it because it's him. Okay. (laughs) Spoilers are in effect. Do you know the first Easter egg I will bring up because of our spoilers sound effect is from what? Mortal Kombat. No, it's from Joe and Star Wars. Mm -hmm. It's two different Star Wars alerts from the Empire. Yeah. There was a Star Wars reference in the movie. Did you catch it? I caught it without reading these stupid I probably things. did, but I, it, it's been a few days. 
Uh, who said it? I missed Star Wars. Don't say what it is, but say who said it. Anorak. I can't remember. I can't remember either. I missed it as well. He calls um he calls Wade a Padawan at the very oh, end. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well and oh, then yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. what's his name? The bad guy. I always forget his name. Sorrento is Sorrento. His character's name. He said if you want the if you want your own Millennium Falcon, I can give it to you. Oh yeah. yeah he made that right. So yeah, that was two. About. But they didn't but but if you notice and for those who haven't seen it, <laughs> uh, there's not a sing other than the uh, like verbal references to No visual, yeah. There's nothing Disney in this thing at all. They couldn't get a Disney license. Exactly. This is the problem with... So, Ernest Klein, the author of the book, mm-hmm. he's like, I never imagined this would ever be a movie because of all the licensing issues. <laughs> he's like, I didn't even think it would be a book, honestly. <laughs> they did <laughs> because a hell of a job thing. despite that. Yeah. And you know why? Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. He just went around and asked people, and he, his name carries so much weight yeah. that they were like, uh, yes, sir. And I, I believe that it is that is that how he was able to get so many things, the licensing for so many things in this movie? Probably. Yep. I mean, let me put this and, out there. How about this was probably the easiest movie for Stu- Spielberg to shoot because there was maybe 15 minutes of actual live action in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so he You're showed right. up for like five days of work and then said, OK, let's do the rest on the computer. You know, that's not what happened. <laughs> no. no, he is. Uh, he was right there with the animators, man. He's a very hands-on guy. I was wondering. I was wondering about that, Adam. That's that's interesting. You bring that up because I was while I was watching that movie, I kept wondering. I'm like, how the hell did they get the licenses and the rights to show all of this stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. That had to have been a logistical nightmare. I bet it wasn't. I bet it. I honestly bet it wasn't. Just because it was. But you, yeah, you bring up a good point. Else he probably could around. walk into people's offices and be like, "Hey, um, yeah. yeah, can I?" Uh, can you? Can I just like have a Chucky doll thrown into the mix here and like <laughs> kill a, a crap ton of Sixers, <laughs> or a, or a Battle Toad, or a, oh, four. or a Mad <laughs> or a Mad Ball? I mean, whatever, oh, you know? the Mad Ball. Mad Ball was like, oh my! I God, called I it as soon as it dropped on the floor. I was like, that's a Mad Ball, and it flipped over. You saw the face. I was like, Mad Ball. <laughs> yeah, dude, I had I had two of those growing up, man. Mm-hmm. I love those things. <laughs> I had a bunch of them. I had the, I had the one, one that was a giant but... eye. Oculus Orbis. I don't think I've seen one I had, of those. That's, that's one of the ones I had, and I <laughs> yeah. had the other one that was kind of like a pseudo Frankenstein, like very basic one. Mm-hmm. Oh God, what else? I mean, you had. I mean, it's, had... Just, it's everything. So one of the yeah. one of the biggest differences was the very first challenge. Mm-hmm. So since mm. we're going to talk about the challenge, the differences. The totally first different major from the book. Um, oh. Was the first challenge, like the mm-hmm. first Easter egg? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because uh, in the book, for those that are interested, in the book. Uh, Parsible is because he's poor. He's basically uh, relocated to one world in mm-hmm. the oasis. Yeah, you, you um, have to. He, he wasn't. He wasn't able to travel. Yeah, right. and the world money. that he was relocated to was actually the world that everybody would go to school at. Because mm-hmm. in this future, people would use the oasis to go to school. Yeah, they would do. Um, and he actually ended up finding the first Easter egg on that planet yeah. by basically redoing a live action version of an old RPG. Mm-hmm. Which, so like right off the right off the rip, the, the like that right there is a perfect example of for them changing it to be a racing game with all this like incredibly familiar things thrown at you, mm-hmm. and uh, 
I'd love to talk about the race too, because I want to hear, I want to see how many vehicles you guys picked up on because I was just like, Holy crap, Holy crap, Holy crap, Holy crap. <laughs> I have to admit, I was like, I'm just going to watch the DeLorean every single shot yeah. for this first time. I'm <laughs> watching this movie, to. but I did see others. Yeah, I saw the 18 van. I uh, saw yep. obviously, 18 Bigfoot. Van. obviously Bigfoot. Um, Artemis was riding a Tron bike. She was. I thought it was an a Tron anime. bike at first, but it's not. Oh, After it? I kept looking at it, it's not the Tron bike. H says what it's from in oh. the race. I don't oh. like it. It's, like it's a bike from Akira. Exactly. The anime. It is. Until he said that, until he said that. I, I thought, thought Tron too, and then like, he oh, said it, and I'm like, oh. Oh, Tron is Disney. Yeah. There you go. That's why. And then, one day, I got in. I, I love the Bigfoot turning into Carmageddon. <laughs> <laughs> With the saws in the front? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> like, first so of all, that's also, not how saws work, but <laughs> in the in this game, in the, sure, uh, why not? Close enough. So what other vehicles did you guys notice in the race? So we got you got Bigfoot, you've got uh, the bike from Akira, the A-Team van. Did you did you notice the old 60s Batmobile? Yeah, because well, yeah, he yeah. pushed him off the edge. Yeah. Oh, yep, yeah, exactly. Right. And then there was... um. They even it was what was Speed Racers? Uh, what was it called? The Mach One. Yeah. Mach One. That was, was it? in there. I didn't see that one. I recognize the Speed Racer one. There was wasn't there, then, wasn't there the dark version? And then version there was one that the... I thought was really awesome. One that I I loved seeing because I'm a huge Stephen King fan, which I geeked out on the Shining scenes. But <laughs> Chris Christine was actually briefly seen during that really? race. Really? Yes. Know. And when I saw it, I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> I like that movie. Man, I, I didn't catch much then. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I knew I was when I sat down I was like, Okay, there's gonna be so much stuff in this movie that if I try to pay attention to everything I'm gonna miss yeah. some of the really cool stuff. So I was like, I'm just gonna watch the DeLorean the entire time this round. Next but, time I'll start looking for other th- other things. And the DeLorean is based off of Klein's actual DeLorean that he owns. Oh, has he got a, a uh, movie it, that style? has a Knight yeah. Rider chaser it's, in the it, front of it. It's an eighties. <laughs> it's an eighties themed. DeLorean. Back to the Future style. DeLorean. It's a time machine. It's the time machine. Yeah, but it's got every. It's it's filled with eighties references. Like it's got the Knight Rider crawler on the front. Oh, his and, does. Oh yeah, oh, that's awesome. It's on his website. You should go look at it. Um, wasn't there? And I don't think it was white, which is why I barely caught it. Wasn't there a, a like the gray version of uh, uh, Ecto One? In the race, I don't know the dark gray one, like the pre, like the pre paint job one. Like, it still had the gear uh, on the top, but it was I a dark color. Huh. It wasn't white. Otherwise, I would have noticed it a lot quicker. I just noticed the rig huh. on top of the car. But I'll have to, I want to, that's another thing I want to go back and watch for. But, but see, here's the thing they had to change the first one. The first, um, I don't know, what's it called? Easter egg hunt. Key. Mission for the, the key. First, yeah, the first, the first key. The first, first, the first, first key. key, yeah. Because well, cause nobody, been, would have he, got, nobody would have gotten it. Like, it would have been terribly like boring saying. in a movie version. Well, yeah, just going down and playing Joust for a while is yeah. not going to exactly get you fired up. And like in the book, Artemis has already been down there for 10 hours playing Joust over and over. And it's an Atari 2600 game. So can you imagine that on the big screen, just playing that? That well, would not they, be exciting at all. They showed adventure. It was, you know, yeah, it was like, right. okay. In general, I, I... But they minimized it to a guy playing yeah. it on a little television. So. Being the fact that I've not read the book or heard any of it in audio or otherwise, 
I have a funny feeling that the book, the book has its 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 place. The book for is you very to, good for you to imagine it. The yeah, book yeah. is very but on, much but more it does, adventure it style. Cannot translate into the big screen, right? The same way it would in your mind. No. The book is very so, detail exactly, oriented, yeah. very adventure style. It's like just yeah. boom, and like like in the movie, they didn't go into the fact that all that the public school system is now in the Oasis. No, and some of that actually, I think that actually slightly hurt the movie in the case because when people have told me stuff about the way things are in the book, the movie actually makes a couple bits of more sense. Well, like the fact that schools something. are all in there. The whole, the whole, uh, the bad guy telling him that he's going to change all the schools into yeah. breakfast club and whatever. I'm like, <laughs> what? 400 babies. What's the point of that? They're, they made no reference to schools up to that point. Yeah. The, the biggest thing that they screwed up in the movie is that there weren't enough people in the Oasis. Like, yeah, Wade is leaving the stacks, and there are way too many people out yeah. and about. Yeah. There are way too many. In, in the book, it's like nobody was out, ever uh, goes out and does anything. You live yeah. and work and play it in sh- the Oasis. It, it, yeah. What it should have reminded us, what it should have been a reminder of is uh, the movie uh, Surrogate. Yeah. Kind Only of. where no, you don't see anybody on the streets because they're all in a VR instead yeah. of in robots out on the that street. Bruce Willis movie, yeah. 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 Basically, everybody's physical being is stuck in a chair in their house i yeah. like that movie it's a nice it's a good movie too but this is basically the same feel only they i agree with you adam they they've let too many people out in the real world yeah there's way too many people. yeah i think you i think you would really really enjoy the book jerry yeah it's a good book. i still want to i still want to do it but i'm far less of a reader so i probably have to do the audiobook Tell you what, I'll read it to you in my. I was about to say, I'll just call you like for an hour each day and just yeah. read it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I will use my sexy dulcet tones and story time with Joe. Pseudo European accent to read it to you. Oh man! <laughs> One of the biggest um, swerves is Swerve. that H, who is Parsifal's best, best friend, friend yeah. in the Oasis, is really a girl, mm-hmm. and the the reason he doesn't know this is because his avatar is a guy yeah and they meet in this basement all the time and talk about girls and video games in life yeah all the time so when they do end up meeting in real life because of you know all the stuff that happens it's like holy crap it's a heck of a swerve even the in the book like you just do not see it coming yeah when the movie yeah. it's like they overdo it to yeah. try and you, show you, you that can it's not gonna be tell. a girl like they had this giant ogre character, which I don't even know what that character's from. It looked like a mix of a couple like Quake characters. It actually, oh, really? it actually mm-hmm. looked like a lot of huh. put together Quake pieces. So here's my thing: in the movie, mm-hmm. when they introduce her mm-hmm. in real life, I didn't realize she was a girl at first because of the way they had her dressed. <laughs> That's racist. It would be like, sexist. Like he said, uh, <laughs> like, that too. like he he looked at her and she said she's he said H and she said Helen and I'm like. That's a weird name for a girl. And then, like, a scene or two later, I realized she was a girl. Yeah. Because with the hat on, yeah, was they, covering her long hair. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't had completely like baggy clothes on, so none of her figure showed. So you could have just right off the scene with all the action, could have swore she was a guy. Waka, waka, waka. Waka, And she didn't really have a, like, in when, when they were in the real life part, she didn't really have a feminine voice either. Yeah, not nearly as much as Artemis. Yeah, that actress doesn't have as much. Like Artemis was obviously a girl. It was easy to tell that, like voice acting versus yeah. real, she was. But H, she could have just as easily been a guy. 
I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal as as far as a reveal. Yeah. I mean, it was cool to find out that that was actually a girl. But... Yeah. It's it's pretty neat in the in the in the book. Um and it, it worked. I mean, how way. how early in the book do people realize that she's a girl? Oh, it's not till the very not end. Not until like so basically like the same quarters, idea. Three quarters of the way in. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it was still the same type of like <clears throat> out of left field not like you saw it coming and yeah. after okay. studying up on the book i just a don't think bit, they did a good good enough job at it in the movie the h character is very butch mm-hmm. he is really good at stuff you know he's yeah. got a lot of money he's always teasing wade because he has no money and he's you know yeah not, but wade's super smart about all the holiday stuff yep. and, and after reading up on the book a little bit i've found out um wade doesn't even meet artemis in real life until like the last page of the book basically yeah. Yeah, they talk. Yeah. They talk a lot. Yeah. Well, because what, if, it's been it's been a long time since I've read the book. So, Adam, correct me if I'm wrong, please. But it's been a while the, for me another too. major major difference in the book is Ogden Morrow, the the co-founder of the Oasis, is the one that actually rescues them and brings them to his like manor. Yeah, it's his mm-hmm. castle or whatever. Because because he finds out that uh, IOI is after them. Um, Nile. And brings him to his castle, and then he he ends up hooking them up and letting them use his rigs protected, yeah. right. so they can c- continue to go in there and stop IOI. Well, they gotcha. sort of carried that over into this one a little bit, although it wasn't as overt as yeah, that. Not not really. At he all. well, he's helping them as the the curator, curator, curator yeah. of the museum, he but he really wasn't See, that's protecting the only, them. That, that is that's the only thing that they changed that I have to that I I did kind of have issue with. So that the extra life coin. That Wade gets the the manner of how he gets it in the book is so epic as far as I'm concerned. Like I I, I like how they tied it into the movie. It flowed well and it fit well. But I, I think they would have been it would have been awesome to see them put the scene from the book in the movie because in the book he's tracking down I think it's the second key mm-hmm. uh, and he thinks he's at the right place and he finds this old arcade. And uh, all the games are not working except for one Pac-Man game in the back. <laughs> and he goes into the Pac-Man game and he starts playing it. And he has to get he realize he thinks that he has to get a perfect score to get the key. So mm-hmm. he's in there playing for like hours and hours on end. And he finally gets a perfect score. And when he's like all excited in the book and thinking he's going to get the second key, he gets a quarter. <laughs> and he like much like they showed in the um, in the movie. He didn't even realize what the quarter does until it actually works and gives him his extra yeah. life. Mm-hmm. He just throws it in his inventory. And I'm glad that they did that, but he threw it in his inventory. But yeah, it was, it was a hugely, like in the book, it was like a very tense, very suspenseful buildup. And like, you could just feel it like, like, oh, shit, man, that wasn't the key. Yeah. <laughs> so, Which is cool. I because I, it showed I, it I'm kind of sad that effort. they didn't do that part to get the, to get the extra life coin. Yeah, that's the only like, and literally that's literally the only thing that I can complain about from the adaptation from the book to the movie, and so that's that's saying a lot. Yeah, if that's the only thing that I can complain about. They did carry over the, um, well, not carry over, but they borrowed the element of of the big party for Ogden Morrow, but instead of it being for him, it's just where everybody goes and hangs out, and the, the big thing where they dive off of the the big party where everybody's floating around. Oh, oh I yeah. see. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. there's that. Um, even the ending was close, but they they changed some stuff like um, Artemis getting caught and yeah. having to go to one of the camps. That doesn't happen in the book. No, that's Wade. No, it's actually it's Wade it's that Wade. actually is the one that ends up going to the. He does it on purpose because yep. 
You or, find out later he does it on purpose, but yeah. when you're reading it, you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. It takes place in Columbus, Ohio, but he doesn't start off there. He ends up going there because he's trying to... Anyway, it's a whole thing. Definitely read the book, but um, let's talk about the second key and how completely different it is. <laughs> well, I don't even know how the the book part yeah. goes. So. In the book, you have to basically... Re- I got as far as the first key, <laughs> and that was it. You basically replay war games line okay. by line, beat oh, by I beat. Oh, did, I did hear about oh, that, yes. Yeah. Because Holiday loved that movie. Well, that's a, a great... So he has to recite every line? Everything. Yes. Everything. Every character, yes. every beat has to be perfect. So he has to have the movie memorized. Oh, yeah. Wow. But that was one of Holiday's favorite movies. Yeah. And that's a good movie. Don't don't get me wrong if you like Whopper. 80s sci-fi. But that would not be fun. No. Even if you had like a, a couple minute montage of him doing a couple lines. It's like, <laughs> uh, let's change this. So, yeah. Joe, I want you to talk about since you're such a big Stephen King fan and how what the Shining about, part, yeah, and how they changed it yeah, to the I, whole I, Shining. I, thing. I geeked uh, out. <laughs> I freaked I out. out hard. That movie freaks me uh, out. I was like, so you do not go in that thing room. I will say though, it's it's funny that they. I, I love the continuity. So, again, book adaptation to a movie. If 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 you are a fan of the movie The Shining, I highly recommend reading the book. The massive differences between mm. the book and the movie. Um, but the movie again, this is like another good example of when those differences made for a really awesome movie. Oh, um, and apparently Spielberg is a fanboy of the movie. Huh. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of sad that like Jack Nicholson didn't show up anywhere. <laughs> I know. I was like, really, you couldn't just put a CGI. I was, wait- I was waiting for him to pop out somewhere, coming through the <laughs> door. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, in, in the book, like, just, just minor nitpicky differences. So, like, in the book, The Shining, it's actually room 217, not 237. I don't know why. Why would you I, change I'm, that? Knowing, <laughs> knowing, Stanley, knowing Stanley Kubrick when he made The Shining, there's yeah. probably some crazy, crazy logic that he had to make it 237 instead of 217. And we will probably never know just so because it, that's the kind of dude that Stanley Kubrick was. So, in the book, it's 217, but in Kubrick's movie, it's 237? Yep, and they kept it as 237 in Ready Player One, which I thought was yeah. pretty cool. Um, so they definitely didn't... ripped it straight from the movie. Maybe he didn't, um, like, maybe he didn't like the, the number one. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Um, yeah, like the, the, scene, the scene with the woman in the bathtub that ages and ends up becoming a, yeah. a zombie lady. Like, yeah. I'm surprised that they showed that to the extent that they did. And I, got a, I was laughing my ass off when, like... <laughs> H was in there and he was like, Oh, Hey naked lady. Uh, <laughs> 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 cracking up just thinking about it. man. that whole scene was great. It is. Pretty and he funny. was the one of the only one who had not seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, dude, how could you have not seen this movie? And they start going down the hall towards it again after he escapes. And he's like, no, 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 we can't go to that room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Fantastic. No, that, that's some I mean, like, like I'm just thinking back on watching this movie one time. I'm smiling from ear to ear. Like, yeah, yeah it was like, definitely uh, the little girls come play with us. No, but I mean, yeah, just, dude. just the whole movie in general. You did just have fun. It was a thrill <laughs> ride. It was, you know, there weren't massive like plot holes that would bother you from right. take you out of your enjoying yeah. the movie. It was just fun. The first the first yep. I will say the first time through I giggled through through it most <laughs> oh, of the yeah. way. Yeah. The second time through I was able to sit there and more cuz I was watching it with my best friend and he hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. So there were times where I would know something was coming and I'd look to see 
how what? he reacted to it because yeah, i was like i want to see if he has the same reaction it was kind of funny to watch <laughs> yeah. somebody else see it for the first time <laughs> that would be but cool. yeah very much uh the problem is, is i i don't see a lot of the that anyways I, I go into movies just expecting to either enjoy them or dislike them or whatever so yeah, like I mean, usually we, the we try the, not to go see movies the gaping plot holes that most people catch I don't just because I'm not looking for them so right. well this movie didn't didn't have them. and this one didn't I mean they the the fact that the guy who wrote the book helped with the screenplay made this yeah. transition perfect for the most part yeah I do my analyzing of movies after I've seen it yeah so how about uh, do we want to get into Easter eggs yet or so yeah. so I don't care. real quick. Mm-hmm. Artemis and Holiday uh, Holiday's uh, girlfriend, Kira. Kira. Okay. In the scene, in 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 the movie scene, in The Shining. In the si- Shining, oh, the, well, when she when she dance. gets across to the dance to it. Floor scene, um, yeah. and I don't know if this is played played off in the movie, but is she a little lesbian because she seemed extremely excited to get over to go, Artemis when, no. when she was like dance. <laughs> Oh <laughs> no! If and that's one thing that kind I of I think bought. she was just I think she was just starstruck because of who it was. Right, yeah, that's possible. It'd be and like, then, oh yeah. gosh, I mean, that, this is awkward. As far as I remember, that Kira character doesn't exist at all in yeah. the book. Oh, no. okay. Oh, because he doesn't need oh. that. That's one you could tell that was a Spielberg thing. Like mm-hmm. he needs a, yeah. a, a, a some sort of crux. the unrequited love. Yeah. Well, and the the part that bothered me about Artemis is that in the book she is just a regular ho-hum girl there's nothing special about her she's you know Mm -hmm. not exactly the prettiest girl in the world not the smallest you know she's just a normal girl Mm -hmm. which is what is why she thinks wade will just reject her if they meet yeah even Mm -hmm. though he doesn't well and then he comes in the movie and they just put uh, a birthmark on her eye and she's supposed to be this and she's still like the she's still she's still like the hottest girl that he's ever seen yeah it's like like, dear hollywood you have no idea what you're talking about so yeah. While I thought that actress did a good job, she was a horrible cast for that role. Mm-hmm. Well, I <laughs> yeah, took it more Josh along the lines of yeah. I took it more along the lines of people live their lives in this in this oasis exactly. now. Exactly. They're not And if they're not interacting with other people, then they don't know like maybe she doesn't know how good looking she is. Maybe she just thinks, well, you know, I can well, because people in the oasis can be just absolutely gorgeous or ugly or whatever they want to be and she just thinks she looks common that makes sense but at the same time you've already got this written in the book and to translate that to the movie there's no problem there so Mm. why change it it just seems like a a hollywood thing well we have to we have to have a pretty girl and it's like no you don't very much a a hollywood thing the bad guy's got a lisp you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because anyway. Josh told me the same thing. He was like, "Yeah, she's supposed to be like average and like maybe a little bit chubby, based mm. on the book." And I'm like, "They should have really done it that way because it would have yeah. made more sense. It would have been great." Yeah. As long I'm as her name. With how well they aged Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's some good makeup. And his yeah, American like accent. That, that ending makeup was pretty seamless. His American accent was very good. Too. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? He might have had and some was CGI. He, and and like, I just, I just thought about this, like thinking about him. And that was, was he wearing that hat he was wearing at the end? Wasn't that the same style hat that um, Doc wore in Back to the Future? I don't, I don't remember. That. I don't remember Didn't, him wearing a hat. I don't know. I'd have to watch Which, it, dude. I can't wait till this movie comes out on Blu-ray or DVD. What, what does it like, look like? I, I seriously, I'm just, I'm probably going to go scene by scene. 
What what did the hat look like? I don't, I don't remember I, Doc I don't wearing a hat. I'd have to pull up a picture or something. Other than the old maybe West. He wasn't, <laughs> maybe he wasn't wearing a hat. I don't remember. There's so many damn Easter eggs in it, I'm probably adding some of my own into it. You know Was what it I mean? like a cowboy hat? No, no. We, we'll, we, we, we'll we don't move know. along. I'm <laughs> pretty sure that no big deal. I'm imagining things. Speaking of Easter eggs, I wanted to ask you specifically. I thought about you right off the rip, Adam, when I saw it. But the uh, the four armed character that Artemis was dis- uh, Goro. disguised as. Goro. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he as soon we as just, he came up and like we were just talking yeah. in our last podcast about he were, how you were a master at the Goro. Mortal Kombat. I loved Mortal Kombat, and he came and up as soon and as I was like, "Holy crap!" Character, it's... and I was like, "Holy crap, man!" I bet Adam's geeking out looking at that. Yeah, that, that was the original Goro too. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, this is so cool!" And then she had like the alien. Pop out. Yeah, it was like to, to oh, yeah. cut it. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. The chomper, the chomper yeah. out of the chest, and then it yeah. opened her up. I was like, "That's hilarious." That was quite funny. <laughs> Dido also had a MK logo sticker yep, on, on his, his oh, rig. Thing. I was like, "Oh, that was the other does. thing." Is like, <laughs> is like when when they're in real life looking at people's rigs and seeing the stickers and stuff yeah, that they had them on. It's cool. just more nostalgia. <laughs> more Easter eggs. Yep, Easter. Exactly. I love how that Dido and Show man they did they did pretty good those job guys were true to form it's like yeah. from book to a movie do I have to wear science as I 11 years old <laughs> shoot me first <laughs> shoot me first yeah oh man <laughs> I still think they should have made Show say something along the lines of hey lady you call him Dr. Jones <laughs> <laughs> no time for love Dr. Jones <laughs> we gotta go they don't feel like fortune cookie Dude, the line where where Wade meets uh, show, show, he's like, "Dude, you're the most badass eleven year old ever." And he's like, "He's like, he's like, he knows that." And he's like, "No, let me, let him tell me." No, yeah. let, him tell yeah. me. Yeah. let him tell me. They could, they could it's totally hilarious. have a spinoff movie about those two. Yeah, and I would be like, "Yes, let's absolutely, go, let's go watch this." Now, I thought the uh, the little swerve with uh, T- DJ Miller, I rock. TJ. Yeah, I rock. TJ Miller. I so rock. when they introduce him, he doesn't speak, and he's like this just <laughs> monstrous, like evil-looking character. You're like, ooh, that dude's bad news. And then finally, uh, Sorrento talks to him, and he opens. And he's just like, well, I got this kick in my kink in my neck, and it's like, I don't know, <laughs> third or fourth vertebrae, something like that. I don't know. It's and TJ just, Miller being TJ Miller. It's totally every character that he ever plays <laughs> in anything. Sorry, but he's this big badass-looking dude. Yeah. And uh, it's like you know that is absolutely typical. Yeah. And even that is, and even that, if you look at the, if you look at the character, that's like a mix of like three or four things. Oh, he's a Klingon. Because he's got a Klingon face, a Klingon head and face. Yeah. And he's got like a giant skull, open skull chest from something. Which I know is from something. It's something. I know it is. Yeah. Wasn't it Castle Grace? Isn't it Castle Grayskull? No, I don't know. I did No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, it's a skull. It's skull. Something. But if I remember the book right. A lot of characters are like that, where they pick and pull from different. Is Irock in the book? I don't think so. Okay, I don't no. remember that character. There, there is there there is a couple of. It's it's weird in the book because usually it's just IOI as a clan, but there are also other. Cl- That's one thing they didn't add to the movie. The other um, clan. they other mentioned clans. it in the movie is that there there are other clans. I don't clan. So up. like, yeah, in in the in the movie, it's presented as only the um, Gunters are still after the egg. 
Um, in the book, yeah. that's not the case. There's like it's still really only the Gunters, but there's also like entire clans of Gunters. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they only briefly mention that in the movie, but that they actually later on in the book cause a lot of opposition, like almost as much as IOI. Yeah. Which Sorrento so. doesn't need a character like Irock because he has IOI behind him. Well, yeah. it was them trying to make his character because he, the 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 guy they had playing the actor by himself could not. Ben Mendelsohn. No, basically couldn't be as evil as the character's supposed to be. Yeah, Sorrento, you hate him oh, in yeah. the book. And so what it is is they give him Irock as this means around his corporate yeah. control right. to do things like have people killed and have people taken down, taken out right. to but try man, to make him henchman. more evil than he is. Mendelsohn, though, man, he's been... He, he seems like the perfect act. When I saw that he was playing it in the trailer, I'm like, that's well, the perfect actor for that character. And the thing is, is if he did it by him, if he did it on his own as the avatar they had him as, yeah. it would be badass if he played they, a truly evil character they because that was the evil Superman. Kind of, yeah. It made him yeah. out to be kind of the bumbling idiot. Yes. Because bit, yeah. he had his password on his giant rig. Yeah. Boss man. It's like, like you have a mecha Godzilla in your inventory, and you clearly know how to use it because you're whipping your tail around at the end. <laughs> Dude, so... Speaking of inventory, I had to laugh. I laughed out loud in the theater when uh, and when he was about to use the, the uh, catalyst. Yeah. And IROC was, IROC was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude, that was supposed to be just a threat. That's totally a camper move. Yeah. Don't set that up. And he's like, I've got 10 years worth of shit in this avatar. Exactly. That was awesome. Yeah. Because that is so that is so real. You know what I mean? Like people that invest oh, yeah. so much time in playing MMOs. Yeah. And they're like, like, I own all this stuff. Don't mess it up. I didn't think you were going to use it. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then the, then the scene when he actually sets it off and IROC is running. Yeah. And... Right like as he hits the portal, all kinds of like, crazy stuff. Well, yeah, because he has his, he had his arm blew off earlier, yeah, and his tentacle basically gets caught underneath his foot, and he pulls it off, and he starts leaking stuff out of his character. <laughs> but then, stuff. right as he goes to jump the portal, and the the catalyst hits him, and he explodes into this giant pile of crap. Yeah, I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah, I want to freeze frame it and see what all this stuff was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like stuffed animals in there. And <laughs> all kinds like of stuff. Oh, well, speaking of that scene, a little bit before that, when H was the Iron Giant and fell oh down. Oh my into God, the that was you, awesome! Did you guys notice the T two thing? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Jared and I both <laughs> looked at each other and giggled. That was great. It was like, yeah. Bye. Yeah. The, the first time, like, yeah. so the, it was cool that he activated the Iron Giant, but when he spun around and shot the the lasers the from his eyes, I'm like, like, "Whoa! Yes, this is so awesome." <laughs> So mark out moments then. Yes, lots of them. <laughs> Serenity. Serenity. Yes, delivery. Yes. That was Dido. hilarious. Like, what? Because <laughs> you, they didn't really do anything with the with the space or air travel at all in the movie. Right. They yeah. mentioned it, mm-hmm. like the fact that H had Battlestar Galactica and all these other ones. Yeah. But they never showed them actually getting used. Right. Yeah. And then Serenity comes out of the sky. I'm like, yeah, yes, yeah. mark <laughs> out for sure. That was, that was cool. awesome. And it was funny too because like not everybody's going to notice that or recognize that. No. And we were in the theater, and you could hear all the people who instantly recognized yeah. Serenity, and they were just Whoa. like, <gasps> "Yeah." Josh did, didn't like the the use of the of the uh, the Gundam. No, I thought really? the Gundam the, was cool. I thought the Gundam was a good choice for the fact that uh, for the character, but. Josh is like, there's so many other things he, they could have done that would have been better. <laughs> I really wanted it to be Voltron. Yeah. Like because I, there were musical cues from the Voltron theme mm-hmm. song earlier in the movie, not too long before that. 
Yeah. And so I really was like, we're going to see a Voltron show up here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Would have been awesome. No. All right. So real quick, my gripes about Blizzard. Yeah. I, I will I will gripe about Blizzard. Why? They did a good job. What? They did a really good job getting advertising. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. That's the point. The, <laughs> my gr- my the all-American adver- Rainer. Yes. A full, like, God, over 30-second scene yeah. of Rainer in a custom skin from Heroes of the, from Heroes, yeah. <laughs> Heroes I, of the Storm. Playing playing Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. And I'm a Blizzard fan. I was like, that's the coolest thing. I, I thought the Rainer <laughs> was... the coolest one so, in the game. So I thought the Rainer was cool uh, because it wasn't... It wasn't, wasn't Tracer again. It wasn't Tracer. And right. all the other... And the problem is, is Tracer... It, they could have put her in another skin. Yeah. So and she skins. would have been better. But the fact that they put her in her default skin, and she was the brightest effing character on the screen every time she showed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything in the... Because, um... like, you, I saw a dozen other, from World of Warcraft to Diablo to everything. Yeah, yeah there were a few. In the in the freaking game in the freaking back scenes but a tracer just stood out every time she was on screen i'm like stop it go away whoever plays whoever plays that character i would have killed i would have zero that person out uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow but like in one of the back scenes in the in the uh, army there was a diablo i, I didn't yeah. see with the spikes i saw him yeah the uh... when they first came over the hill there was an ed 209 in the background really? yeah yeah, yeah, and I then when that. they when they zoomed in on the front line, you see all four battle toads. Yeah, I just went battle toads like really loud. Yeah, I saw the battle toads running up the hills. Like whoa, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, for the yeah. Freddy Krueger was awesome. Yeah, there was a Chung. But we we saw that you saw that in a trailer though, so that one really right. wasn't a surprise. Yeah, there was a right. Chung Lee in the in the final battle stuff. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the Chucky cracked me up, man. The oh, Chucky, uh, that, yeah, dude, totally that original, did not that original that. movie, oh, that can't. original movie scared the crap out of me. So I'm oh, about yeah. to admit something on this the... podcast that I probably should never admit out loud. I had, <laughs> when I was a kid, I had a My Buddy doll. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> was, that the, was that the boy version? Of and I loved my, yeah. my Buddy doll. Yeah. And then my brothers showed that. me the original freaking Chucky and told me that my buddy was going to come to life just like Chucky <laughs> did. Oh my God. And that was the day that I no longer loved my buddy. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. What was the doll the... called in the movie? What doll? I don't know, the but Chucky it used doll. to say, I'll, oh, be your, I'll be your friend to the end. Yeah. No, just, it was Chucky. Was it, was, was it a Chucky doll? No, I don't think it was called Chucky. I no, think No, because the spirit, the spirit that possessed the doll uh, is named Chucky. Chucky. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember that because the Sixers' reaction when he tossed it was the best part about yeah! that. <laughs> yeah, the, they the, all <laughs> <laughs> And then you just like I love how every time they toss something out or they did something, it went to the war room and you just saw red, red. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that was a cool effect of going ha, like real good. Shing. Yeah, <laughs> Mecha Godzilla down falls down, the whole room <laughs> turns red. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah exactly. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that that. Uh, that's my favorite movie of the year. Oh, like, not yeah. just since January so either, but like yeah. the past year. Um, like I, I, for me, that tops Ragnarok. That tops. That tops them all, man. That's that's my my best movie going experience in a while. Yeah, my movie. Honestly, because for the fact that I've already said that, like, it's going to be one of those movies I buy and then probably watch like every other month just because it's that yeah, cool. Be cool. I would say yeah, it's probably going to be up there on my list for a mm-hmm. very long time until. Mm-hmm. Infinity War. Infinity War. <laughs> I don't know, man. A couple I, weeks, man. 
And I have a feeling that Infinity War is going to be so upsetting that I'm not going to like it the first time I see it's it. It's going to be a heavy movie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be a heavy movie. It's, I don't know. I yeah. get comedy the week before, though. Super you Troopers got what now? Huh? Super Troopers. Oh. I get comedy the week before because Super Troopers oh, yeah. comes on, out on, on the 420. 20th. Yep. <laughs> so that was that was a crowdfunded movie. Yes, it was. Really? That's yes. amazing. That's that's really incredible. That was completely crowdfunded. Wow, it's incredible. I'm, actually, I'm in, I'm amazed that they were able to do that. Hopefully, they don't it's, let everybody it's because down. The, <laughs> yeah. What what's that? What, what do they call themselves? It's something lizard. Uh, well, uh, th- that group of guys. Uh, lizard, lizard, winking uh, lizard. No, no, something lizard island or island lizard. Yeah, something, or something like, like that. that. They like they pitch Super Trooper two for years trying to get. Hmm. A studio to pick it up and no one would and so finally there was enough like they realized there was enough crowd interest in it that they actually crowd were able to try to crowdfund it and it worked huh. so thanks yeah, because the they, they made beer fest and they were supposed to make a sequel to that and never yep. did it's basically they so. got I don't, I don't even remember what what studio made them the first time around but they basically just backed completely out, away from that group after mm. Well, we get That's weird. four purge movies, <laughs> but we can get four purge <laughs> movies. Yes, and and a female remake of every movie ever made. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Have you seen? Has anybody bothered to watch the preview for that? Oceans third. I've seen Oceans. We were forced to we were when forced we watched uh, yeah. Ready Player One. Yeah, it was in there, and it was bad. It, it was, was like every stereotypical character. You it looks horrible. Yeah, there was like a collective groan from the entire room. Where it was just over. over. People were like, just like seriously. <sighs> and and you couldn't have just yeah. put a bunch of female characters together in a heist movie and called it something original. Right. You had to no, say had to no. Hijack. No, it's going to be. Oceans. Yeah. This is Mrs. Ocean. It's like, just, yeah. you're missing the point. This is his sister, and yeah, she does the, the same thing. Before the guys did all their shenanigans, it was girl power. I find it hilarious that um, Julia Julia Roberts has just like washed her hands of it and it wouldn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. She shouldn't. She was a big part of the originals. Yeah. She's well, like, no, I, I, I would really. I haven't read anything, but I really. I'm curious as to if she was just straight up like, "That's stupid. I'm not. I'm not involved." Or if they just didn't ask her or what. Probably couldn't afford her. She's a huge star. <laughs> exactly. And then she hung up the phone as she swam in her money bin. <laughs> what <laughs> dived into it like screws, Scrooge McDuck? Scrooge McDuck's it. <laughs> funny, funny little bit of trivia I stumbled across on them interwebs uh, just last fact, week. As a matter job. of fact, I was curious. Because you know you always see like similar actors playing a lot of movies. I was curious as who in Hollywood, like Ooh. our version of Hollywood, not Ooh. counting like Bollywood or other Ooh. countries, but our Hollywood, <laughs> who has the most acting credits? Oh man, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> no, Lord. I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked by this. Why the hate now, on Bollywood? Everything by the way. like like voice acting, <laughs> like sitcoms, like who has the most credits? On IMDb is, oh. is what they based it off of. Oh, I bet it's a voice actor then. Yeah, it's not. It's not okay. I just talked. Right. It's I just gave a huge. Just, I segue from Julia Roberts. So Character you know what actor. I mean. Her brother Eric Roberts. Really? Who the hell's that? Yes. <laughs> you don't know exactly. who Eric Roberts is? No. You'll he know was. He's, he's, he he played up. in a lot of like B B movies. He was in, in the like Doctor Who movie. B movies do not count. He was in the Doctor Who movie. Yes, they do. He played the master. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You, it's like, you, who's that? And then you see his picture, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy from that movie and that movie and that movie. Yeah. 
and he's done voiceover too. Oh, yep. he he was um in Batman. Yeah, yeah. Dark Knight. Yeah. He was the uh, one of the mobsters. I can't remember mm-hmm. which one. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that was Julia was, Roberts' brother. He, he was, was in Expendables yeah. too. So Expendables, Expendables. Yeah, you, you, I, I could see Jeez. his picture and never realize that was his name yeah. ever. <laughs> so he must have no life. <laughs> he must just work all the time. And that's yeah, that's basically well, what this article just, was talking about. Or he's just like just just working yeah. nonstop. Okay, or he, look it's at like this. he's 20... got like it's it's something like four. It's four hundred plus credits within yeah. the. I'll have, to, I'll have to pull it up again. Let me see huh. if I can find it again. Or he's just cool. not like every other freaking Hollywood person and making an ass out of himself all the time. Instead, he does he does his job and works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, Which whatever. is why no one realizes who he is. Whatever job you want me to do, I'll do it. Which is funny because I'm, I, I can't remember if it was on Amazon Prime or if it was on Crapflix before I got rid of it, but there's a documentary floating around out there called That Guy Who Was In That Thing. <laughs> and it's a documentary it's a documentary and it's it interviews like 13 different actors yeah of like if you saw them on the street you'd be like holy shit i know you you were that guy that was in that movie like right it's very aptly named but yeah. you wouldn't know what movie you wouldn't know their name and it's funny watching that documentary and because you're like holy crap that is that guy that was in that mm-hmm. thing Mm-hmm. And they, they talk about like that kind of fame that they have, that these are people that have actually been in more movies than right. most A-list actors, but nobody knows who they are. So they have like this weird, like peripheral, like celebrity. Right. It's, it's, it was pretty well, cool. And until recently, one of those people was Doug Jones, who plays, uh, what was he? Well, he was, he was Abe Sapien in the Hellboy movies and he's oh, always yeah. doing something in, in prosthetics. He's been in a lot of Benicio, uh, Guillermo del Toro movies, um, he was in that. The most recent one was The Shape of Water. He played the creature in that movie, and and now he's and he's been in the Star Trek Discovery. He played Saru, the first officer. So Does that always play Saru. Yeah, Jeez. he's always got some heavy makeup on, but the the notoriety that he's gotten in the last few years from all these big movies and projects that he's been involved with, he says like. People notice me on the street now. He's like, before it was a nice little anonymity. I've been in tons and tons of movies and TV shows, but nobody knew who I am. But now they're starting to recognize him. And uh, so he, he was he was one of those guys where he's just got a litany of, of credits to his name as far as movies and things. Ron Perlman was another guy like that before people knew his face. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Well, he did, he did a couple of movies, uh, a couple of French movies too, Ron Perlman. Um, one the city of French lost movie. children is one of the ones that came up uh, immediately comes to mind because it's a fantastic movie. It was uh, Le Hellboy. Um, <laughs> Le Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, but That's... see, I get it from a guy like that because you don't recognize his face. Right. This Eric Roberts guy. I, I counted 2018. He had 30 movies. Yeah. Good lord. Just yeah. 2018. That's nuts. Yeah. And you know his face because he's, he's the same usually face. a bad guy. Yeah, that's like, the thing. He's usually a bad guy. Did you see any why. screenshots of him from the Doctor Who movie? No. <laughs> he was the bad guy in the Doctor Who movie. He was the master. Yep. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, back to Ready Player One real quick. Apparently, <laughs> uh, there is a TARDIS sighting. Is there? What? Yeah. Hmm. I, did, I missed that. Did not see that. I didn't either. I read that and went, what? It must be in the final battle. Like, or, I bet it's way in the background or something. <sighs> Yeah, that's another I'm one. I'm kind of upset where... that I missed that. I'm I've definitely going to have to go see it again this weekend. Are there screenshots of it? Has anybody taken any pictures? I don't know. I haven't looked into it that much. 
I'm about I'd Google be it. Very quick. interested to see that because that would be sweet. It'd that would be, be cool, green. but it'd be like it'd be super how green. in the world? Because even Steven Spielberg calling up BBC would be like, "Hey, can we use the TARDIS?" They'd be like, "Man, we are stuffy. <laughs> we are stuffy." <laughs> <laughs> no. Huh? It was a it, it was a hoax. It was never seen. Oh, oh so sad. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> That's all right. I think Stuck we've talked about the movie <laughs> enough. This is kind of fun. Yeah, go see go see the uh, Parzival movie. Parzival. 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 I'm ready player. Uh. Uh. Well, uh. Kind of want to see it again. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> the animation in that movie. God, I can't get over it. Like the CGI just does not bother you at all. No. And it is 80% of the movie. Mm-hmm. The big battle scene gets a little overwhelming at times. Yeah. But it, they, it's they do a good job of to, keeping though. you focused on where, where we're going. Yeah, exactly. So there's not a whole lot of just battle, you know, follow the bouncing DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, driving with the doors up like that, not advisable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it is virtual. <laughs> Driving a DeLorean at all in real life is apparently not advisable. It's apparently just a shit, <laughs> shit car. <laughs> it is. Well, it's got a bad rap because people expect it to be like a rocket ship. And it, it's not. It is. It's a time machine. It has Hello. a... It has a very... I think, very... I, think, I think 88 miles an hour was the magic number because that's about all a damn DeLorean can do. The default speedometer only goes to 85 on a DeLorean. <laughs> Because it has a it has a very underwhelming Volvo V6 engine in it. Clearly, yeah. clearly it goes up to at least eighty eight. Yeah. Now, if you were to buy one now, you can get a custom speedometer that goes one hundred. Mm-hmm. There is a video on YouTube of a guy who has a DeLorean and he transplanted the engine with an LS one, <laughs> and the engine is so big that it he had to turn it one hundred and eighty degrees. So it's completely backwards, and he had to f- custom fabricate all of the manifolds and you know uh, intakes bet. and all that stuff. When it hits eighty-eight miles per hour, gonna see some serious shit. <laughs> That's why I was surprised that they showed as much as they did at the the woman in the bathtub scene. Going back to Ready Player One, I was shocked that they put that in there. Well, that and uh, the how too. did they how did they justify putting all the the scene with the blood coming out of the elevator? God, <laughs> I don't know. That is a crap load of blood. Yeah. Oh, that scene was awesome. Now, is it because it's an old movie and you're reusing the footage? Is it? No, there was a lot of CGI in that. It's like, does this one scene just run right up to the limit of the amount of gore we can have in this movie, and then stop, and we don't have any might, more? It might be because the again, rest of the movie I, th- I think we already have anything. our answer. <laughs> Borrowing Adam's answer that I agree with wholeheartedly, I think that Steven Spielberg probably just walked in somebody's office and said, <laughs> yeah. hey, bud, we're doing this. <laughs> he, yeah. he does feel like the guy, the one guy in Hollywood who could be like, I'm going to do this. Uh, yes, Mr. Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mr. Spielberg. We're going to use this scene, and we're not going to get a rated R. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, and I'm going to drop at sure, least Mr. Spielberg. Go ahead, Mr. I want Spielberg. one F-bomb. Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Right away, sir. One F-bomb, couple, couple S-words. About it. Whatever you want, Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> we just made him sound like Terrence and Philip. <laughs> Terrence and Philip? No, that's oh. <laughs> Terrence and Philip. They sound a lot like um, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to fart on your head. Yes, please. No. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and we've definitely degraded. Yeah, well, I don't know what else we can say about the movie. It's, it's fun. Go see it. 
Go see it five yeah. times. Uh, coming up, we have Infinity War. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, that'll be next podcast, I guess. Oh, no, April 27th. That's like, that's, that's, that's yeah, like the, the end 27th of the month. that comes out. Yeah, maybe we'll do one in between there. Did anybody see Tomb Raider? No, I want to go. That's another. I need. Yeah. So I'd like to see Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. I want to see that Rim. when it goes to the Dollar Theater. Bleh. Pacific Rim. Those you are go, the two I want to see. And technically, okay, so uh, A Wrinkle we, in Time came we, out too. What? What is it now? Who? What? Who? Tomb Raider and Pacific Rim. There's three Tomb. movies that came out in March that I didn't see that I want to see. It's uh, Wrinkle in Time. Uh, I want to see it when it comes out on DVD. It's not going to be a. It's going to be straight to Jared uh, Flicks. Uh, um, <laughs> what's dirt flicks um pacific rim uprising and uh, uh tomb raider tomb raider i've never even seen the first pacific rim oh so good i actually just randomly pulled it up because i know i wanted to see the, the the new one don't bother it's just giant it's robots. good giant robots fighting giant aliens yeah, I hate it's, those movies. it's if you've ever seen any anime with giant mechs fighting monsters watch all, it all it fun. is is john boyega using his real accent <laughs> The funny thing is, is when that movie first came out, I went to see it because I was still watching Sons of Anarchy. And Jax oh. is the main, basically. Oh, yeah. You the mean guy, Lay, Sons of Anarchy? Whatever. <laughs> and the guy who plays the main character. Rod Pillman, French film. Is uh, the main lead in that, too. So, also. Your mom's the lead. Have you, 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 you watch Blindspot, right? Not Blindspot. Uh, no. Blacklist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Agent, what's his face? I know the, him. The Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah, is uh, his brother who gets sucked uh, out of the cockpit. Cockpit in the first movie. The what pit? The cockpit. The rustler. Yes. Yeah. He plays. Oh. Uh, he plays his the brother that gets killed right right out in the beginning. I don't care. I saw that. I'm like, <laughs> I know who that is. <laughs> so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all right what else we got coming up deadpool 2 ah uh, yeah may 18th mm-hmm. solos may 25th well that's a busy week oh man i'll go see it for you guys i'm excited i'm gonna go see I'll solo go. but i i i have very very low expectations i, I just too. i have i have this deep-seated fear judging from the trailer that they are going to make the young solo just an absolutely hateable disney douche <laughs> hey you might not be wrong because it's Star Wars, I will see it at least once. Wake up, limey fish! <laughs> Wake up, limey fish! I gotta get my sounds in here. Uh, let's see. Incredibles 2! Quack home! I will definitely be going to see that. Yes. yes. Jurassic World 95! <laughs> the island is still I there. Will definitely, I will definitely be going to a matinee of that. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to do Movie Pass and start seeing a lot of stuff. Don't support Movie Pass. They Why? freaking piss me off. Why? Because they're the ones that when you go on Fandango to get your seat and you go and it's like, all these seats have been taken and then you actually go to the theater and no one is sitting in those seats. I'll be sitting in those hey, seats. Hey, at, at least they're buying <laughs> seats. Uh, funny. Yes. Uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, oh, July. The Last Maze Runner. No one cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Not like two weeks ago. Read a book. Wait, the title of the movie is... <laughs> Oh, shut up. <laughs> Mission Impossible Fallout. Apparently, they go to the wasteland of the Ugh. Commonwealth. Oh, wow. That was January. 
I'll go see that. January. Maze Runner came out in January. I don't remember anything about that. It's because no one cares. <laughs> S- September 14th, there's a movie called The Predator coming out. I'm pretty sure there's already oh, seven of those. What? It, not The Predator. Yeah. it's Yeah, the poster has a Predator on it. Uh, and it's called it's Predator? Remake? Oh, I remember seeing a Predator in Ready Player One. Yeah, yes. I did see that, yeah. Okay. Cool. And, and a Xenomorph, I too, too, I think. Like yeah, there was a Xenomorph. Xenomorph. Yeah. Well, and the... And the Other than the one, yeah. Johnny English number three. Yeah. <laughs> wait, three? I know, but <laughs> was the second one. Like, wait, three? I mean, I like uh, Rowan Atkinson, but how about, I didn't know there was a second. How about the house with a clock at its walls? Oh, gosh. That trailer looked kind of funny. I think I'm going to see it just because it's got Jack Black. Jack Black. I love Jack Black. By the way, I watched Jumanji finally. The oh, new one? The new one? Yeah. I it? haven't seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's really entertaining. Is it? Oh, my God. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I've, I've heard it was a lot like um, Ready Player One in the fact that it was just fun. Yeah. Stupid fun. Yeah. Uh, October is Venom. There's a new is that going to be Tom Hardy? Yes. Yes. Yes, darling. Be, I, I sounded really awesome. bored there, but I didn't mean to. I am. I, you know, I'll go, I'll go, I would go to the theater to see any movie that Tom Hardy is in. Just yep. like, you don't even have to tell me what the movie name is or what it's about. Just tell me Tom Hardy's in it and I'm going to go see it. Except if it's one of those French films. I'll still go see it. I don't mind reading a movie. Take me like a lady in your French film. November 9th, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. What? How many times are they going to do The Grinch? It's a CGI movie. Uh, Yes. Speaking speaking of remaking things, did you? So apparently because of the success of the live action Beauty and the Beast, they're now going to go and they have plans to remake every classic Disney movie as live action. They're even talking they're even talking about now somehow doing a live action Lion King. Write something not new. Exactly, um, not I exactly s- sure how that's going to work out for them, but yeah. They're I apparently s- going to go back and do live action everything now. I saw the live action um, Lion King on stage. Did anyone get eaten? Yeah, the lions. Ralph breaks the internet. Wreck it Ralph too. Oh nice. In November, I hadn't even ever seen that that, that was even coming. The new Fantastic Beast. I love the first one. Yeah, yeah, new Fantastic Beast. Fantastic Beast in November. One, yeah. Creed two. Yes. Creed two. Creed two, aka Rocky Nine. Right. <laughs> aka Rocky. Michael Williams. B. Jordan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, huh. That's the second. A, one. That's the same weekend as Ralph breaks the interwebs. Spider Man versus the Spider Verse. What? December fourteenth. Into the that's that cartoon one. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's um, yeah. Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. Aquaman is in December. Expect that to get delayed because I guess they've been having problems on post production. Mm-hmm. So that we will can't be, get the water right. That will be next year. Uh, spe- speaking of Aquaman and Justice League, did you did anybody catch that thing on Reddit where the guy like uh <laughs> no. rips the whole studio to shreds? So he, he went through and on his own, like, $300 or $3,000 computer, one or the other, probably $3,000 computer. Probably $300. He did the, he did, he did the oh. rendering for Superman's face, and he's like, $300 million budget versus $3,000 home computer. Oh, I and need like, to see that. And he, he, rendered, he rendered the face, like, way friggin' better I need than the to studio see that. did. <laughs> That's oh, amazing. my gosh, I need to see that. Whatever because studio that my... they used... You're fired! Every time they showed a close-up of his face in that movie where they did the CGI, I just cringed. I said, you are completely ruining this movie by showing that. Well, I wouldn't say that. But December 21st, 
Bumblebee the movie. Yep. Don't care. Like it's Transformers a, Bumblebee? Yes. Transformers is dead. We're going to mo- make a movie about a Transformer that doesn't speak. Also, there's a Will Ferrell Holmes and Watson. Also in December. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and then you have Yondo as Mary Poppins in Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, <laughs> You're done. You're cut wait, off. Wait, wait. That, that's not real. No. It is. I just read it. There's a Mary Poppins movie. There is a... With Yondo? No. I don't know. Mary Poppins. They're doing a Mary Poppins Returns. And I was joking because... Honestly, when they announced the movie, when they announced that the movie was coming out, it was after Guardians 2. (laughs) And everybody was like, it needs to be Yondo. Oh my God. I would go see that. They started... fake cast Michael Rooker as as like Mitch Poppins. (laughs) No, Mary Poppins. It would start... He would come down with his umbrella and say, I'm Mary Mary Poppins, y'all. They took screenshots of the new Mary Poppins and photoshopped Yondo. Oh my gosh. Into it. After that. Because I saw... I remember hearing about that. You look like (sighs) Mary Poppins. Is he cool? Yeah, he's cool. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Well, on that note. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Let's get the heck out of here. Back in time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So episode 23 will be coming sometime. Sometime in the future, not in the past. Or will it? Or will it? (laughs) (laughs) Save Ferris.